0: Joining us now to talk about all of this during the president's historic visit is Jason Greenblatt. He is a great author. He was appointed, by the way, by President Trump in 2017 as an assistant to the president and special representative for international negotiations in this role as the White House special envoy under President Trump to the Middle East. He served as one of the chief architects of the Peace to Prosperity Plan between Israel and the Palestinians and between Israel and its Arab neighbors. He was a key player in building the foundation for the very historic Abraham of Kords, of course, which involved Israel and the UAE and the Kingdom of Bahrain, Sudan, and also the Kingdom of Morocco, normalizing relations with Israel. That was a huge huge success on the part of the Trump administration. And one of the folks who was central to it all is Jason Greenblood, who is a new book, which is coming out next week. You got to get it now. It is so powerful. It's called In the Path of Abraham, how Donald Trump made peace in the Middle East and how to stop Joe Biden from unmaking it. And Jason, thank you so much for joining us. We're so glad to have you here on the Rita Cosby show.
1: Oh, It's great to be with you. Thanks for having me.
0: You know, Jason, I'm so thrilled to have you here at such a pivotal and important time. And I love the subtitle of your book saying how Donald Trump made peace and how to stop Biden from unmaking it. Um, How concerned, I guess, or what are your thoughts with President Biden now in Israel? And do you think anything will get accomplished during this visit for him?
1: Well, until this trip, I was very concerned. I mean, you know, we talk about Iran, for example, and you
0: played an important
1: clip there. We are so weak when it comes to Iran. We're not even negotiating directly with Iran. We're relying on Europeans to do our negotiations. Europeans don't have the same interests as America when it comes to Iran. We should be ditching the Europeans. President Biden should be sitting down with Israel and each of its Arab neighbors work solely with them. And that remains a very, very heavy concern. He did say in the interview that you had played, there was a later clip where he said he would use force, but only as a last resort. What does that mean? Look, I've been a diplomat. I was a diplomat for three years. I was a lawyer for 25 years. Let's have some precision. So I am very, very concerned for the region.
0: What do you think also the world perception of Joe Biden is now, too? Because when you're dealing with characters like Iran and you know the dynamics all too well, Um, there are, there's just such a, there's so many tricky paths, uh, with them and it's a very tenuous time. Clearly they're doing deals with Russia. We also know that Russia wasn't Russia also kind of, uh, negotiating for us incredibly, uh, with Iran at 1.2 as well, which is just astounding as we were, you know, battling them, of course, with the, what's going on in Ukraine But when you look at all these dynamics right now, and a lot of people on the international front were very disappointed with the way President Biden pulled out of Afghanistan. And a lot of people around the world said that doesn't portray strength to other people in the region that may wish to do us harm, uh, particularly like in Iran or others. How do people like Iran and others perceive this president?
1: Great question. Very weak is the short answer. Starting with Afghanistan as you said all the way to now with low poll numbers, America has so many challenges right now and they see him as very weak, so he's running over to the Middle East trying to, you know, get some political wins, which by the way, if he gets something for example with Saudi Arabia, some sort of overflight rights as they're talking about whatever the Saudis are willing to give, good for him, good for him for building on what President Trump had done. But we are definitely looking at a president who is not coming with, you know, the full strength that would have been good for a president to go to in a very volatile and dangerous region.
0: What about the situation, of course, with the Israelis and the Palestinians? I know he's going to meet with uh, Mahmoud Abbas on Friday, and he's talking about giving us like $100 million uh, for hospital needs there um, to Palestinian hospitals in East Jerusalem. Do you think that there's any movement there? And is Joe Biden the guy to do it?
1: I think it's a huge mistake. What people have to understand, and I I don't want to, you know, take away health care from Palestinians who deserve it. But the reason there's no money for those hospitals is because the Palestinian Authority misuses the money that it gets in taxes and from other countries who donate to it. And they use it to pay terrorists. They encourage Palestinians to harm and kill Israelis. If they didn't use those large sums of money, they would have money to pay for the hospital bills. Money is fungible. So he's taking U.S. taxpayer money, and instead of using it back in our country, where we also need it. Look what's happening in our country. And he's giving it to Palestinians ostensibly to build a relationship back with the Palestinian Authority. But what does that do for the United States? The Palestinian Authority is not ready to make peace with Israel. And uh, I think it's a mistake. He's sort of falling into the same traps of the past.
0: Yeah, no, it certainly seems so. And just as you said, at America and the world's expense. And over there, as you know, uh, they understand strength. I want to talk um, also about your book, uh, In the Path of Abraham. And again, the subtitle, How Donald Trump Made Peace in the Middle East and How to Stop Joe Biden from Unmaking It. Talk about um, you were there through all of this process and especially building the foundation for the really incredible Abraham Accords. I remember when the news broke Uh, first, of course, with the deal with the UAE and Bahrain, and we saw the leaders there at the White House. I mean, that was just a jaw-dropping, historic moment. I followed the Middle East closely, spent a lot of time over the Middle East. And when I was watching that, I mean, that was an incredible moment. What was that like to go through that? I know you share about it in your book.
1: Oh, it was an incredible dream. You know, when we started in 2017, everybody thought we were crazy. And of course, we also did want to try to solve the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. But when It was clear that that was not going to happen. We didn't give up. We said the Palestinians should not have a veto card over Israel's peace with its Arab neighbors, and we have very courageous leaders in the Arab countries who are willing to take a chance and do it, and it's quite amazing. And I have to just say, I'm in Seoul, Korea now for a conference, and the level of interest in the Abraham Accords is tremendous. They understand it now. You know, they have their own issues, obviously, with North Korea, but the symbolic it's not it's beyond it's beyond the actuality the symbolism of it to other countries is so important
0: yeah it is and speaking of that um there's been talk about you know a normaliz- realiza- normalization of relations with Israel and Saudi um do you see that coming or anything you know abraham accord like there
1: I don't see it yet. Look, I think we have to respect Saudi Arabia and Qatar and other countries who I would say are not yet signatories to the Abraham Accords. I do think it's inevitable. I think we have to understand that they have different societies, decades of a different kind of education. They all have dreams and big visions and changing their society in so many positive ways, and we have to let them do it in their time. You know, Qatar, for example, has already had relations with Israel. It's gone through its ups and downs, but they had relations with Israel before The Abraham Accords ever was thought of. Saudi Arabia definitely has an interest. They are all supportive of the Palestinian people. So I think we need to be patient with them, build bridges where we can. Again, if Joe Biden has success going there and gets some concession from Saudi Arabia to normalize even in a small way with Israel, I think that's terrific, and it should be encouraged, and Saudi Arabia should be thanked. But I think we should be patient because the more we're patient and the more we try to build bridges society-wise, business people-wise, diplomacy-wise, eventually we will get there.
0: And finally, I want to ask you, Jason, just personally to go on this journey uh, with the Abraham Accords and that you share in the book. um, What can people learn from the book and also your experiences?
1: So first, they can learn the truth. There's a lot of myths going around about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. You know, people think that, oh, if only... People would just sign that so-called two-state solution, and everybody would sing and dance and kumbaya and peace would break out all across the world. It's just not true. There's things such as, you know, the Palestinians always claim that East Jerusalem belongs to them. Even worse, they talk about Judaizing Jerusalem as if there's no Jewish history there. There are so many things that people take for granted that are just not true. So there's a lot of myth-busting. There's a lot of um, behind-the-scenes, I don't give away secrets, uh you know, when leaders talk to me, I, know, I don't say, well, this person said that. But I talk about the mentality, the, the psychology, everything, all the conversations that we went through to eventually get to the Abraham Accords. So, anybody who's interested in the Middle East, whether you're an Israel supporter, you want to understand Saudi Arabia, you want to understand why the diplomacy with Israeli Palestinian peace has not worked and where the Palestinian leadership is, it's a lot of material in this book.
0: Wow. Well, Bravo, bravo, bravo. And I'm jealous that you were on the front lines of such an incredible moment in history. Um, it, it was really one of the most remarkable feats, I think, in foreign policy and something that will last, I hope, for generations and generations to come. And again, the book is called In the Path of Abraham, How Donald Trump Made Peace in the Middle East and How to Stop Joe Biden from Unmaking It. Uh, by one of the great uh, peace builders and the former MIDI Special Envoy under President Trump, Jason Greenblatt. Jason, thank you very much for calling us from overseas, too. Great to have you here on the show.